you don't like crazy music, you don't like rockin' bands, you just want to go to a movie show and sit there holding hands. You're so square, baby, I don't care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Game On Girl. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. This week, we'll share our insights on recent geeky headlines and news stories. And we'll list some of the events coming up in pop culture for September. So stay tuned, and thanks for listening to Game On Girl. There's always something geeky going on in the news, and this week is no different. Rhonda and I hand-selected a few stories to chat about today. Uh, And let's start with a Kotaku article about gamers being not nice people. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Yeah. that that was a long article, and just when I read uh, a couple of paragraphs of it, I'm like, I don't... I don't understand what this is about. Why does she send me this? So later when I had time, I wasn't so rushed and doing my multitasking, I sat down and was able to, to, to look it over. It. Yeah. 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 So, so what caught your eye about it? Um, well, I thought it was interesting that, um, you know, it's, it's, a uh, uh, indie game company, um, puppy games, uh, issued a sort of a press release, um, talking about how, mean gamers are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how bad the the community and the culture and gaming is and um it caught my attention because we talk about a lot of the sort of not great behavior that goes on with gamers mm-hmm. and they are pretty much just laying it out and to have a game company come out and say this stuff is it's pretty gutsy yeah yeah it is and um I love the way that they kept saying it's like you know everybody knows this. Yeah, everybody nobody's knows this. saying it. Yeah, yeah, we all know and, it. Nobody talks about it. It's like the big yeah. elephant in the room. Yeah, but everybody continues with the the behavior mm-hmm. despite what what all they know, and it it brought up two things for me. First of all, the um, press release is covering things that um, everybody knows but nobody will say. Right. Yeah. And it it was um, the idea that uh, as far as customer service is concerned, they get slews more of uh, bad comments than they do good comments. Right. And the, the thing that's not said is that they are not allowed to really answer to the bad comments. Right. They just have to be nice. And it's like, you know, th- there's this system where the you know the uh the customer is is royalty and you just have to be nice and do whatever they say and yep just infuriates them um the other one is that uh the more infamous and terrible we are the more money we make (laughs) and you are forbidden to say so right so that was playing off of the uh any press is bad is good press yes and um he was just he was just verifying that. It's just that nobody can come out and say how incredibly um, influential social and mob media is, um, especially with the bad stuff. Exactly. Like when, when things take off and, you know, when one person says something bad, then everybody can jump on the bandwagon, you know, the bad bandwagon. And it just mm-hmm. it snowballs. Yeah. 
And that's one of those, one of my absolute, it may be my number one pet peeve online mm-hmm. is um, how quickly people are to comment. And they're just so easily tossed about by every wind of direction, no matter where it's going Mm -hmm. and uh, putting in their two cents worth. Yeah, you're a terrible person. They're right. And this is right. And the very sane voice, that lone voice in a crowd that comes in gets eviscerated for, for saying so. Yep. But all of that bad press is, (laughs) it just, it snowballs and it's based on absolutely no facts whatsoever, no, no context, but that is um, that is the history from then on. Yeah. Some of the web pages that I follow on Facebook actually put in the in their postings now, please read the article before you comment. <laughs> yeah, that's that doesn't mean that's like the that's like the signs I put in the bathrooms that, that give you instructions on how to wash your hands. Right. That nobody like pays attention like, to. But it, why? It's, it's just funny because it is like that is part of that epidemic is, oh, I'm just going to read the headline of this and I'm going to I know what you're going to say, what it says. Yeah. And you don't until you click it because, you know, you really should actually read the article before you comment or you should, you know, watch the video or whatever it is that, you know, you're piggybacking on somebody else's negativity. Make sure you have actually reviewed the material played the game etc etc before you start commenting i just wonder sometimes though if um it when you know any press is good press also applies to these trolls to these comments as well well that's why they're doing it right yeah because they get the the feedback and they get the you know they get their jollies off on doing that and you know and i'm sorry that some people you know live that way because that's an awful way to live but it's, yeah. it's some some people just enjoy that they enjoy getting you know knowing that they get your wrinkles up and that's why you know they say don't feed the trolls as hard as that can be yeah yeah well and the last thing that he said that no one talks about is that um developers and uh especially indie game companies know that basically you as a customer are completely worth it worthless worthless yeah and everybody knows it yeah they yeah. just you just can't say it out loud. Yeah. And it's interesting to have somebody actually say that because, you know, there's definitely times when as a, you know, gamer, particularly a female gamer, I've felt that way. <laughs> you know, looking at certain games and looking at how, you know, people are treated as gamers, I can definitely feel that way. So, but it's it's definitely like I said, it's gutsy to 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 take this stance and and to put this out there. You know, you just said your customers are worthless. <laughs> well, I really love the way he explained it because mm-hmm. it it was one of the first really enlightening things that I got out of the article, and that's that's basically that. You know, as an as an indie gamer, back when it when they say worthless, it's based um, in the context of financially, right? Um, when games cost 60 bucks and that's the only way you could get a game, you, um, were, were pretty sure you were going to make a good chunk of change as a developer. But whenever you became an indie gamer and you were trying to find a way to distribute your games, um, your profits became lower and lower and the balance got lost at the beginning for selling, say, a $10 or $15 game because mm-hmm. of the 
absolute magnitude of customer service they had to provide. Right, right. There's um, so because, much backup that they have to provide for yeah, whatever, because, you know, cost the game is. Yeah, because, I mean, they would sell the game people in, in, in hard copy, and people would take it home, insert it in their computer, and then it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. So they're responsible for making sure the game works. Well, now right. you've got Steam. Right. And you've got Humble Bundle. And so now you can get games for $5 and less. Mm -hmm. So you've kind of eliminated the customer service need because you've got a steady platform. But if anything goes wrong with the game... It's not worth it for the game developers to fix it because you just bought the game for a dollar. Mm -hmm. And the amount of time it would take them to do to customer it. service, right. it's it's all gone. So when they say, quite literally, you are worth less than a dollar to us, right. and you think about it that way, then yep. I thought that was uh, It's an interesting perspective light. because I think a lot of times we're not thinking in terms of... Mm -mm. What happens with that X number of dollars you drop on a game? You know, yeah. What What happens to it? What What does it go to? And you know, you do think there are some games that you spend that you know, premium sixty dollars for, but you know, I have countless games that I was like, oh, you know, on Steam, I'm like, oh, this is two bucks, I'll buy this. You know? Yeah. But then I don't expect customer service from that game. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I called somebody about customer service on a game. Um, it It was. Oh my God! It was. I, I think I had a Packard Bell PC. Oh, and the, the game was on a floppy. <laughs> Ooh, now that's in a museum somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And the, the developer actually. I mean, we contacted him through email and talked, and he just mailed me a new, new uh, three and a half inch disc. So well, at least it wasn't a five and a quarter. No, the first one may have been, but the uh, second one wasn't. <laughs> Uh, funny. So what else do we have to talk about? Um, well, I wanted to, uh, to get your viewpoint on the uh, little kerfuffle that came up with uh, Sofia Vergara's uh, little uh, skit or, or scene on uh, the Emmys this week. Mm -hmm. Did you see any of that? Um, I did not. I've, I've read about it. I didn't actually see the, the clip itself, though. Okay. Um, I was watching the Emmys. I actually have it all in the background, mainly because I just want to see the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> because I despise the Emmys. I despise the Oscars because I think they're all political. I don't think they're art-driven. Yeah, it's but, actually funny. If you look back years later on, like, who won in what mm -hmm. years and who they were up against, like, yeah. the movies that win often don't have any kind of longevity. They just win because of, you know, their, oh, yeah. yeah, whatever, like you said, political. But anyway. So, um... So this, the scene is, there was, um, Sophia came out on the stage with some, a gentleman that I did not recognize. And so I'm, this is great because I'm watching it without sound. Mm -hmm. And he asks her to step up on a platform and she just kind of looks at him with, like, what? what? Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't know what I'm doing. She gets up on the platform and I notice all of a sudden that it's spinning, and he goes over and stands on the microphone, and he's just standing there talking and talking and talking and talking. And I'm like, oh, this is that time in the show where that guy has to come out and talk about the rules and crap. <laughs> and they always have to make it interesting. Right. So I'm watching it, and I happen to um, really admire and respect um, Sophia Vig 
Verdigera. I can't say English words. Um, she she's she understands. She knows. Um, she can't say English words either. <laughs> You're a kindred spirit. But the the, um, the idea is that here we're giving you something pretty to look at while we talk about this boring stuff. Mm-hmm. And she is a comedian, mm-hmm. and so she she. Um, plays it really well and just sort of is nervous about spinning. She's trying to keep her eye on the audience and she can't keep her eye on the audience. She tries to straighten her dress out to make sure her butt looks good. She um, at one point tries to keep from spinning and so she keeps taking baby steps so that she can stay facing the audience. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was really funny. And I'm laughing out loud without any sound on the TV and just admiring how witty this woman is and how well um, she does physical comedy without saying anything. Mm-hmm. Well, then the, the Internet exploded with objectification. Right. Here is basically your woman showing a car on a spinning pedestal. How much more literal can you get? Right. <laughs> and it's another one of those situations where I had, I was like, well... I don't know. I laughed at that. So now I've got to think about why I laughed right? and what was going on. Yeah. Well, well I think, and, and I, I, and there is that, there is the objectification, but, but from your description of it, at least she in some way is making fun of that objectification, right? See, that's what I think. By, by the movements and by the way she's carrying herself and the yeah. way she's, she's acting through the scene. She's, She's bringing light to, oh, yes, this is, you know, being objectified, but here's how I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it even more ridiculous or I'm going yeah. to make it ridiculous. So we draw attention to how crazy this is. Yeah. So I don't, you know, but but it can it can be read both ways. It, it can still be read as, you know, here's a pretty girl up on a pedestal and, you know, in the Emmys for, you know, no other reason than to be looked at and sort of, you know. Yeah, but see, the thing about it is. We, as women, one of the rights that that we want to own, especially in um, in cosplay and in sexuality, is being able to embrace and enjoy our sexuality and um, how we look, exactly how we look. And Sophia knows where her comedy comes from. It comes in the juxtaposition of how voluptuous she is mm-hmm. and how she acts ignorant because she's not from the United States. And then she has this comedy play. It was just like Lucille Ball, who right. was also an extremely glamorous woman. Right. Um, I don't, I don't see any objectification to it whatsoever. I thought, I thought she was brilliant. It just mm-hmm. made me admire her that much more because she she is buxom. She mm-hmm. does have great hips. Um, she's dating one of the most handsome men on the planet. And it's like, that's that's the way she's always presented. So I'm going to laugh at you about it. Who is she dating? Um, the, the actor from True Blood that played Alcide. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, God, Joe. Joe Ming- Minglia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, super he's... hot babies. Oh my super god! Yeah, like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, 
Yeah. Just look in the news at some of the tabloids just to see those two together. And you just want to go, whoa, the earth cannot take it. The universe is going to implode. (laughs) As soon as these people mate, all creation will end. Because the beauty will just be. That's funny. But anyway, I thought I thought it's another. It was like that article that I posted, um, and, and I apologize, I can't remember the writer's name at this time. But she oh, the Hercules post- Butt one. Yeah, Hercules yeah. Butt. She posted an article about all of Hercules' butts mm-hmm. going through the movies because a new Hercules movies had had just come out, and she just mm-hmm. listed these clips right. of different butts. And when I got done with it, I'm like, well that's objectifying. I mean, just because it's a guy, but when I looked right. at the context of it and her writing, it was a big joke. Yeah. yeah. She was laughing at it. And I was like, you know what? We've got to keep our sense of humor. Well, that's, you know, exactly. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with laughing sometimes and there's nothing wrong with, as long as that's the, that's part of what's being acknowledged is the, you know, like yeah. I said, the let's, let's make fun of this. Let's point at it and laugh at it. Well, and she defended it later. I found Mm -hmm. the article, and and she was talking about it. She said, it means that somebody can be hot and also be funny and make fun of herself. Right, right. And she's great at that. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's important to, you know, that she contextualized it that way, too. I do, too. You know, that she said that, I think, is important. You do need to say the words so that we understand that that's what you're trying to go for. Yeah. I appreciate it, though. Yeah, yeah. Well... You, you mentioned an article, and I actually got several different links from different people about an article that came out about how women gamers under 18 outnumber men. Yeah, under uh, outnumber boys under... No, adult women outnumber boys under 18 in terms of for gamers. And what about that article? Well, oh, what about it? Oh, well... Uh, I I have to say something about that. <laughs> I mean, we've known that there's, you know, that there are plenty of female gamers, but it's pretty interesting that it, it you know, it hit and sort of finally the, 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 I don't know, I guess the numbers are acknowledging the trends that we've been seeing. Um, although there is some uh, critique that uh, the numbers included um, mobile gaming and social gaming. Right. As as gaming, and of course, you know, anybody who's hardcore is going to be like, if it's not on a platform or a PC, it doesn't count. Um, but as my definition and many of our definitions and many of the definitions we've heard on the show, if you play games, you're a gamer. You know, I sometimes think, you know, some of those social games are pretty hardcore with people like, you know, setting alarms to get up in the morning to, you know, uh gather their crops in Farmville. I was I was on a plane last weekend and there was a woman sitting behind me with a small child and um they were playing some sort of farming game and the small child had, while the mom was not looking, gone in and sold essentially all of their resources. <gasps> <laughs> and she was like, Oh God and so she had to like take it back and I heard her going, okay, how am I going to get this back? And, you know, and so she spent like the next five minutes, like, you know, and her husband finally leaned over, he was sitting across the aisle from her. He's like, what are you doing? She's like, she sold everything. 
Like, see how she she took this and she just sold everything. She's like, so I have to like get it all back now. So, <laughs> oh my god, she was rebuilding the game, and um and that was pretty serious. And you know that was a mom and a daughter on a plane, and uh, trying to to you know to undo the damage that had been done. So anyway, uh, yes, adult women gamers outnumbering you know teenage boys who you know kind of that that stereotype of the socially inept teenage boy is the you know as a gamer defined you know is is this is part of what's sort of breaking it up well i didn't i didn't really see anything new in the article Mm -hmm. i don't understand i mean that to me those those statistics look like that they that's the way they've been for a while and there wasn't really any news to that it it hasn't been this equal before It, it it's been creeping up slowly i think the last counts like last year had um like 44 or 46 percent so so it's the trend we've been seeing. This is the first time it's been more women than men, especially more adult women than than younger men. Okay. So I Well, I even so I don't think it, it is going in the um in the conversation, mm-hmm. especially with marketing. I don't think it's making any difference. No, I, I unfortunately don't think it is either. I think it would be nice if it did. Yeah, <laughs> and I not- think it should in some ways, but I, I do think you're right that it, it hasn't quite gotten there yet. So um, you're not you're not going to see marketing take notice of this until um, the women outnumber. I would say by at least ten percent. Yeah, yeah. It's on console gaming. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That's triple A. Uh, that's in, what. That's my triple A games. Mm-hmm. Which is probably yep. just across the board, you know, console or or PC. Yeah. Um, you're probably right about that. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if that if that ends up being the trend that we're seeing, or if it really is, you know, mobile games that have sort of changed this. Because there are plenty of um, you know mobile platforms and mobile companies that aim their marketing at women. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you want to talk about Spider Woman? Yeah, and I need to bring up the article because I saw the um I saw the artwork and I just was I was flabbergasted and then I've been following the news on it um it is the cover of Spider-Woman Marvel's Spider-Woman number one it's a variant cover by the artist Milo Minara and I'm I know that's not the way you say it um because i I believe is he French or Spanish? He's no, he's Italian. Yeah, he's Italian. Mm-hmm. And um, it is it's just a horrendous picture. Um, it the very first thing you see, and an artist has to think of this when they do composition, is where the reader's eye goes. Where does the audience predominantly look first? And you guide that. Right. Um, they'll tell you in graphic design that if you put a circle somewhere on the page, people's eye will be drawn to that because circles are um, unusual shapes in their perfection. Mm. Um, if you put an eye anywhere on a page, people will be drawn to the eye um, uh, because uh, of the um, the focus, the human focus. It's looking at you. You're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the, this is the woman's butt. Spider woman's butt is straight up in the air and several people came out speaking up against it and how offensive it was. And then the artist Milo responded to it with, um, 
with a really kind of pathetic response. And I don't, I don't say that lightly because I, I like to give artists the benefit of the doubt. And it also is translated from Italian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I liked about the follow-up article is that several artists redrew the piece. Mm-hmm. Giving the specs that he said he was trying to do with her having just come up, the, the, the scene is of um, her basically on all fours at the edge of a roof. Right. And he said, I wanted to portray her as if she had just come up the wall and was just getting over the edge of the roof. So she's got one leg hanging down, still off the side of the wall. And she's on all fours. Right. And, but several artists went in and redrew that picture and basically said, you know, this is a crap picture. Right. It didn't have this, to be like this. No, this guy did a crap yeah. job. It didn't have to be that angle. Yep. How many ways it could be done better. And I was really glad for that because one of the things that got brought up is, you know, maybe this is because Milo does um, erotic illustrations and other people were saying, well, if he does the erotic illustrations, he ought to know the woman's body a little bit better. <laughs> um I, because they're comic books, I don't particularly believe that the bodies have to be anatomically correct. I right. mean, you're talking about superheroes and you're talking about them performing uh, super feats that mm-hmm. are basically impossible for the human body. Right. But, <laughs> and I say that on purpose, but <laughs> that is just a nasty image. Yeah, it is. It's It's bordering on pornographic, especially with the... I don't know. There's just so many things wrong with it. It's yeah, hard there's for a million billion things to wrong address with it. any of them. You know, from from the angle and the pose and the you know, um, it's just it's just grotesque. And and when I first saw it and I, fr- I first saw the link start popping up with it, I'm like, oh good god, really? Yeah, we're here again. I mean, <laughs> well, and I was, I mean, especially after hearing. Milo's response to it saying, Mm -hmm. this is what the position I was trying to draw. Right. And I was like, okay, let's think about it in that direction. He is trying to draw a particular action. And I was like, this still doesn't look right. No. Her her butt crack should not be up there like that. Yeah. Like, like there's no way if you were, you know, trying to stealthily crawl across anything that, you know, you would stick your butt that far up. Well, I'm I we're, I'm going to be sure and link on the website the um, the additional variant yeah. ar- artist renderings yep. of how yep. they fix the artwork. Yep. And um, you can see where the problems are at. And I yep. really, I, you know, I'm sorry. I you know I I appreciate that the artist you know makes a living and has had you know some good art in the past. But that, quite frankly, is a piece of crap. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're just yeah. It's just it was it's bad form all around. Yeah. Well, I had, I had sent a link out and I had saved this about, um, some online web episodes for a Frankenstein MD. And you know what? I totally forgot about it and haven't been out there to see it. Have you seen any of it? I have. I've watched the first episode. Oh, okay. So tell us about it. Uh, well, it's called Frankenstein MD and, um, the lead character is, um, uh, female um i can't try i'm trying to remember what her name is um victoria 
is it Victoria Frankenstein is her name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, it's it's just it's an absolutely adorable uh, sort of sp- spin off the Frankenstein myth um, with a female lead, which is fantastic. And it's from PBS Digital Studios. Um, and they're making great content, by the way, just, just as a yes. sideline. PBS Digital Studios is like knocking the ball out of the park repeatedly with the content they're making. Um, and this this is no different. This is fantastic. Um, so the first episode, she is um, uh, she's not quite a doctor yet. She's she's apparently just finishing med school, and she's putting together this um, this web series to sort of highlight great things about mm. science. And so she hooks her friend up to a EKG machine and starts shocking his heart. <laughs> My God, <laughs> with low voltage shocks. But uh, and then you know, and then he takes over the machine and hits the button and kills himself. And she has to revive him. And uh, it's just wow. Go, go watch it. It's it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking here. Um, the first episode is not even five minutes long. No. No, no. It's and the second yeah. one's uh, just under seven minutes, and yeah. so is the third one. That's pretty yeah. cool. It is, yeah. They're short. They're quick. They're they were beautifully produced. Um, like I said, PBS Digital Studios doing a great job, doing great work with what they're putting out. Um, I've subscribed to all their YouTube channels. They have like six or seven, or maybe not all of them, but I have at least six or seven of them that I've that have started following on YouTube, and I'm never disappointed with the content that they're putting up. Um, and I haven't seen um, I haven't seen them doing fictional stuff and I'm I just can't wait to see the rest of these and to, to launch yeah. into it and I love the I love Frankenstein as a myth it's one of my favorite stories um, I often I've wanted for years to do a class looking at you know the various uh, retellings of Frankenstein mm, um, that would be fun yeah it would be really fun and I would want to include um, the X-Files episode um, oh that I can't remember the name of but it was uh, oh it was a uh, Postmodern Prometheus, because Frankenstein yes. is the modern Prometheus. So it was a postmodern yes. Prometheus. It was filmed in black and white. Yeah. It had the oh, homage to Cher. I mean, it's like one of my all-time favorite X-Files episodes. Uh, there's a Buffy episode that's a that's a uh, Frankenstein where um, a guy brings his brother back to life um, by, like, oh, piecing yeah. him together. Um, and then he wants a girlfriend. I mean, it just, like, totally follows. <laughs> Yeah, American Horror Story did it. Yeah, American Horror Story did it. So yeah, it's just there's there's a, sort of this you know continued resurgence of Frankenstein, and I love seeing this, and I love of course seeing a female lead. So I can't wait to see the rest of them. Definitely go out and check them out. Yeah, you you've got to start saving this stuff because I actually saw today um, what someone was saying was one of the absolute earliest illustrations for Shelley's book. Oh, really? Yeah, sure. the earliest illustration of the Frankenstein monster. Nice. It was really very interesting. So different than anybody has ever, yeah, ever done. Oh. So I'll have to. Yeah, I'd have totally love to see that. Well, the last thing was just something I, I spied today, and I just wanted to make a quick note about it. I saw that um, it's going to be next year that they are going to have a Lois Lane young adult novel. Huh. Yeah, um, and awesome. it almost sounded, yeah, it's going to be called, Lois Lane uh, is getting her own novel called Fallout, a 300-plus page book geared toward young adults and set for publication by Capstone Switch next May. Nice. Yeah, 
That's great. And there's a a really interesting synopsis here, and I didn't even read it because there are times that I just, if I'm already captivated by the topic, I I don't read a whole lot about it. (laughs) Yeah, I do that too. Like for Guardians of the Galaxy, I did not watch any of the trailers. Like I didn't want to see it. I don't want to know. I just wanted to be able to go to the (sighs) theater. They were showing too much. Yeah, I just wanted to go to the theater and and experience it. So I didn't watch any of it. And then, of course, I love the movie. So yeah, yeah. sometimes you just have to step back. You have to be like, okay, I'm going to like this. I really want to like this. So I don't want to spoil any of it right now. Yeah, they've got a, um, on the Mary Sue, they've got a picture of the cover. It's a novel by um, uh, Gwenda Bond, and it's a beautiful cover. And I believe that on Amazon, you can pre-order it. Awesome. So, yeah, yeah, pretty excited. So I just want to let you guys know that so you can go out and and, uh, check it out. And the other reason, oh, duh. The other reason I wanted to mention it is because that was the very first comic book I had was a Lois Lane comic book. Oh, cool. Very first one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Superman's never been, uh, never been my, uh, my go-to superhero, but that Lois Lane comic book, man. You're definitely more of a Batman girl. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, those are the headlines that we've talked about, um, for this week. Um, we know that there'll probably be lots more coming up if there are some, especially gender diversity issues, um, out there that we didn't, uh, touch be sure and let us know we'll be happy to talk about them or be sure and let us know what you think about our opinions about the uh, emmy awards the spider went uh spider woman cover and uh the uh frankenstein episodes you've been listening to game on girl you can find all our social media connections on our website gameongirl.com i'm the co-host Rhonda oglesby you can find me on twitter at row room that's r-h-o r-h-o-o-m and I'm also fairly prolific on Instagram and Tumblr, or you can email me at Rhonda at GameOnGirl.com. I don't think I follow you on Instagram. Oh, you should. I might I need to do that. On Tuesdays, I've been shooting um, a different album cover for my uh, vinyl collection. Oh, awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I'll have to check that and out. It got started with a Robin Williams because I went oh. back there to find my Robin Williams right. album. And I've got reality, what a concept. And so I was like, you know what? I've got a bunch of albums that would freak people out. Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Well, I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, actually, although I haven't used Instagram in years. I'll have to go back and and reinstall that. Uh, Doc Liz with two Zs. Uh, So what do we have coming up for events, Rhonda? Well, by the time everybody hears this, Dragon Con will be over. But coming up in September, September 26th through the 28th, is uh, WizardCon in Nashville. I am hoping to be able to go to that. I'm not sure. I might be able to attend one day. I am going to be in Nashville, but uh, I'm not sure if I can make the con. Yeah, I actually have a Rose City Comic Con coming up on September Ooh. 20th and 21st in Portland. And I'm hoping for pretty much the same, that I can make it at least to one day of it. And what kind of con is that? Um, it's... You know, pretty much just like Emerald City, it's a you okay. know a small market uh, Comic Con, but um, they've got some pretty uh, pretty cool guests coming. Um, yeah. You know, of course, uh, Will Wheaton is going to be there because he likes Portland a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure that's a that's a pretty big pull for him. Um, but uh, oh, who else? There was somebody else I was just looking at, um, and that I got really excited who was going to be there. 
I can't remember who it is. I'm clicking through this. Uh, Nicholas Brendan, who is Xander from Buffy, is going to be there. Hmm. Um, uh, Sean Astin. Oh, yeah. See, all of those sound like the same ones that are going to be in Nashville. It could be. It could be that they're on kind of like a circuit. Yeah, um, I think they are. Yeah. Uh, who else do I have here? Uh, I'm trying to see if somebody... Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters. Yeah. 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 So, and they have uh, the Ninja Turtles are doing some sort of reunion. The people who did the voices for the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So I guess maybe it's about oh, good yeah. on both sides of the. the yeah, continent. exactly, cool. exactly. So again, cross. Well, as far as movies are concerned, there's like crap out this week. <laughs> um, well, they pretty much the hit the peak with Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and now summer movies are over because you know yeah. they just threw down the mic. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if you if you need to see a movie, I just I came up with some things that you could watch uh, streaming. Um, we watched The Recruit the other night on Netflix. Um, that's got Al Pacino and Colin Farrell. I happen to really, really like Colin Farrell a lot. Um, it's a decent suspense movie. Um, if you have not seen Barbarella with Jane Fonda, you should uh, go out on Amazon Prime and see that. <laughs> Because I've been seeing a lot of references lately to it. Yeah, I've noticed that too. It's interesting that it's kind of come back into to fashion to talk about it. I actually have a Barbarella t-shirt somewhere that I got at the uh, Science Fiction Museum in uh, Seattle many years ago. I needed to do that while I'm at Dragon Con. Yeah. I, I need a couple of new t-shirts. Yeah. But the, I remember seeing Barbarella when it came out. Um, I didn't understand it. Yeah, I was going to say. Because I was a little bitty kid. But... Um, People don't believe me when I say I remember watching it, but um, I do remember seeing it, and it has come up. There there was a music video recently. I'm sorry, I can't remember the artist who was mimicking it. Mm-hmm. And um, so if you if you haven't seen Barbarella, go out and see it, and you're going to notice these references coming up lately. It's very interesting. Starring Jane Fonda, and actually Marcel Marceau's in it, too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and there's not much on... Um, Oh, Hulu Plus. I signed up for Hulu Plus. But you've got to go out there and look at the trailer for the documentary um, entitled Starring Adam West. Mm. That is actually playing on on, uh, the Stars Encore channel right now. Uh, But the trailer's a blast to watch. And also uh, the trailer, this is a new trailer I haven't seen yet for the Box Trolls. Done to the th- theme song we opened the show with, um, You're So Square, But Baby, I Don't Care. Nice. It's fabulous. Cool. Very cool. Um, but there's a lot of TV coming out. Yeah, the season's coming up at the, the end of September. The season's starting this month. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing that you can do out on um, Hulu Plus. They already have the pilot episode of Selfie out there. Oh. And it was, it was a, in general, even what was brought out was getting really canned. Mm-hmm. And I think it's got a lot of potential, a lot of heart potential. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the lead actor in it. And yeah, of course, I've seen the preview. I haven't seen the episode yet. Yeah, I saw the preview, and it looked. It looked. I, I was like, oh, I'd give that. A, I'd give that a shot. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's. I'm definitely after watching the pilot. I'm going to watch a couple more because I think it's got some uh, good comic timing, some nice actors with heart. Cool. Um, but in the meantime, I, I did sign up for Hulu Plus because it has been a dry season, and I've been binging. On Project Runway. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I binged on um, uh, Kitchen Nightmares not that long ago. Oh, yeah. That's a good, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. And then I didn't go out to eat for like a week. No, no. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah. just all right. But yeah. <laughs> so thanks for listening. We'd love your feedback on uh, any news articles you'd like us to talk about for one of our headline shows. We'd love to get your feedback on things you'd like us to take on and talk about. You can get in touch with us on GameOnGirl.com, where you can also subscribe to iTunes and Stitcher, where our shows are streaming. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media, and the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, game on!